While this episode is coming out on Thanksgiving Day, I'd actually like to talk about the new year because next year we'll be here before you know it, and I'd like to give you a few things to think about after those Thanksgiving dishes are put away. Do you get caught up in the whole new year, new you fever? So many people see the flipping of the calendar as a way to make a fresh start and really go after their goals. Gyms are more crowded than ever, and sales of treadmills, pelotons, and free weights are probably at their peak. Personally, I am not a New Year's resolution person. If I want to change something in my life, I just go ahead and change it, no matter what time of year. So this is not going to be about making lofty resolutions that you toss away halfway to Valentine's Day. This is going to be about making a real plan, not a promise. A plan for your best year of running yet. And you want to know the best part? You don't have to do it alone. More on that in just a minute. Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science-backed training and plant-based nutrition. Today, I'm going to go over how and why a yearly running plan can be critical to your success. You'll learn what happens when you don't make a strategic plan for your goals, how and when to mix up your distances in your training, and I'll explore what a well-planned yearly calendar looks like for marathoners, half marathoners, and 5K or 10K racers. I get that most of you are on the run right now, and you're probably not sitting with your calendar trying to put everything I'm about to say into action. So I have a better idea. Let's do this together. Next week, on December 1st, 2022, at 4 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be hosting a live online workshop that is completely free. There will be a limit to the number of runners I can have live with me, but I will have the replay available so you can watch at your convenience if you miss it. I'm going to recommend that you listen to this episode first so you have an overall sense of the philosophy, and then the workshop will help you put it into practice for you. If you'd like to take part, head to theplantedrunner.com slash year to RSVP to this free event with me. If you can't make it live or if you're listening to this after December 1st, 2022, you can still get the free planning guide and catch the replay to make next year your best running year yet. So head to theplantedrunner.com slash year to take part in this fun and helpful live event. So head to theplantedrunner.com slash year to take part in this fun and helpful live event. I hope to do many more of these in the future, so be sure to let me know if this one was helpful and what you'd like to learn more about from me in the future. Don't forget to stay tuned all the way to the end of the episode for this week's Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. I would guess that the majority of recreational runners don't take time to plan out an entire year of running all at once. Sure, you can have a big race or two, and then you have that local race you do every year, and of course there's a turkey trot on Thanksgiving, and then, ooh, there's that destination race in that cool city you've always wanted to visit. Hmm, who will watch the kids? 
<laughs> Do you think the elites plan their year this way? Of course not. Their coaches meticulously plan out which race goes where and what kind of training goes there. They think about which distances build upon each other and which races to say no to. Now, I'm not saying you have to or even should plan as carefully as a professional runner, but we definitely can take a few tips from them. Most runners put a goal race on their schedule and count backwards. You've got 12 to 16 weeks of a marathon block or 6 to 12 weeks to get specific for the 5K. Then maybe you throw in some down weeks for a recovery and then put something else on the schedule. That kind of planning can work out just fine, but a haphazard plan can also lead to haphazard results. That's because each training block builds upon the last one, and because if you're always doing the same things, you're gonna get the same results. I talked about this in more detail a couple weeks ago in a show called Stop Training for Your Favorite Race to Get Better at It, so be sure to listen to that one as well. So let's look at how you can take a more thoughtful approach to your running with some annual planning. Of course, every runner is unique, so the year that you plan will likely look a lot different than mine or your running buddies, but there are some general principles that can keep you training optimally all year long. The first step is to mix up your race distances. Too often, runners find one race distance they like, so they race it over and over again. If you're a marathon runner and you race three, four, five marathons a year or more, that means you're neglecting other areas of your fitness. To illustrate this, let's look at how marathon training is different on your body than 5K training. When you're following a marathon training schedule, you are primarily focusing on three things. The biggest one is developing your aerobic threshold. Your aerobic threshold is defined as the fastest pace you can run while staying aerobic, using oxygen to burn fuel. Second, you're also working on increasing your muscular endurance, which is how long you can run without your legs falling apart. And finally, marathoners train to increase their fueling efficiency, which is how efficient you can be at burning fat instead of all your carbohydrates while running at marathon pace. In 5K training, your three main objectives look a little different. In the 5K, you'll train to increase your VO2 max, which is how much oxygen your body can utilize during exercise. Number two is improving your speed endurance, which is your ability to maintain a fast 5K pace for the entire race. And number three, you are developing your running efficiency, which is the ability to recruit maximum muscle fibers with each stride without increasing your effort. This means if you love the marathon but skip out on training like a 5K runner for a while, you may never get the chance to improve your VO2 max and running efficiency. And that, over time, will handicap you in the marathon. My favorite way to get all my stinky running clothes clean is with Earth Breeze. Earth Breeze Eco Sheet looks just like a dryer sheet, but it's ultra concentrated laundry detergent. It eliminates stains and odors while being kind to the planet and your skin. No more ugly, heavy plastic laundry jugs filled with messy blue goo, which we all know is mostly water. Earth Breeze comes in a lightweight cardboard envelope that hardly takes up any space in your laundry room. 
And they offer flexible subscriptions delivered right to your door for free. If you decide to go back to your old stuff for some reason, you'll get a full refund on your EarthBreeze purchase, no questions asked. My clothes are clean, they smell fresh, and I never have to feel guilty dragging home the big orange jug from the store again. Right now, you can receive 40% off EarthBreeze just by going to earthbreeze.com slash plantedrunner. That's earthbreeze.com slash plantedrunner to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and the landfill. That's 40% off your subscription at earthbreeze.com slash plantedrunner. Now, if everything I just said isn't convincing you, let's flip the scenario around. How well do you think dedicated 5K training will prepare you for the marathon? 5K specialists get really good at redlining it for 3.1 miles, but that's not going to translate to hours on your feet without a major shift in training for longer endurance. But imagine how great it would be to use that speed from the 5K in the marathon. Now, I'm not saying everyone can stretch out their 5K pace for 42K, but you certainly can get closer. Your body is incredibly good at, well, getting good at something. Once you teach the body that it can run a mile without dying, it will do whatever it can to make running a mile easier to conserve energy. Soon, running a mile is not a challenge and a single mile does not stimulate anything other than maybe a little fitness maintenance. To continually improve, the body needs a change of stimulus, a new type of demand for the muscles and body. In other words, you've got to do something you're bad at again for your body to get good at it. Okay, I hope I've convinced you by now to switch up distances. Now, how do we put all this together in an organized annual plan where each cycle builds on the last? The first place to start is to ask yourself what your goals are and take a good look at your strengths and your weaknesses. Some runners are naturally more suited to the shorter distances. Others can seemingly run forever, but struggle to run anything faster than about half marathon pace. So play up to your strengths first and then address those weak spots. I'll go over example year-long plans for marathoners, half marathoners, and 5K runners in just a minute. But before I get into it, did you know that the Planet Runner is now on YouTube? If you're watching me on YouTube right now, you are amazing. I'll be now posting both an audio and video version every week, so you'll have something to watch while you're on the treadmill. To help get the word out, I'm giving away five custom training plans to lucky runners who subscribe and make a nice comment on one of the Planted Runner videos. I'll get notified as soon as you do and you'll be automatically entered to win. I'll announce the winners at the end of November 2022, so be sure to subscribe and comment today. If you've missed the deadline, your comment will still mean the world to me. If you want to learn more about what my custom plans are all about, check them out at theplantedrunner.com plans. Prices are going up at the end of this year, so enter to win soon or just go ahead and get what you want right now. This show is supported 100% by runners like you that listen, download, rate, review, and purchase plans or coaching from me. Wherever you are on that list, thank you. So what exactly does a year-long plan of running look like? Let's start first with the marathoners. 
Ideally, you are limiting your marathons to only one or two a year so you can really properly recover and then focus on improving by varying your training. Here is what racing a spring and a fall marathon might look like. In January, you can try a short four to five week speed phase. Race a few 5Ks and do shorter speed oriented workouts while slowly building your mileage. February through April is your marathon training and your spring race. In May and in June, focus on recovery and building back into a good general level of fitness. Include strength work, strides, and hill sprints to stay healthy and to touch on your speed. Then in July, head back into a speed phase, race some 5Ks or 10Ks, and really bump up that VO2 max. August through October or November is training for your fall marathon. And finally, November and December are for recovery and perhaps focusing on speed and strength. From here, you can plan another spring marathon or you can opt to wait until fall so you can really focus on speed with a longer concentrated effort. Now let's talk about the half marathoners. Half marathons are much easier to train for and recover from than full marathons, but many of the concepts from the marathon cycle will still apply. While you can successfully race them more often, you still need to include training segments that focus on the opposite end of the spectrum, aerobic development and speed. Here's what a yearly half marathon cycle might look like. From January to March, you can choose to begin a speed phase, do some 5K or 10K training, or work on building that mileage. Choose whichever you like best or work on whatever system you feel is your weakness. Then from March to June, you'll be in half marathon training and racing season. From June to September, shift into recovery mode and then begin either base training or a speed phase, whichever one you didn't do in the winter. From August to November, you're back into half marathon buildup and specific training. If you're an experienced runner, you can run a half marathon every two to three weeks, depending on how well you recover. And in December, you're back into recovery and a buildup period for the next year. Finally, let's explore what a 5K or 10K focus looks like over a year. If you love these shorter, speedier races, it's important that you set aside a training segment or two each year to help safely build your mileage without the stress of scorching speed workouts or races. You need some longer, easier runs, just like the longer distance runners. From January to March, focus on building mileage and work on including more tempo runs and long runs. Maybe even race a half marathon to mix it up. Then from March to July, start ramping up your speed work and transition to 5K or 10K specific workouts. Around June through September is prime racing season, so take advantage and choose races that excite you and motivate you. Then from September to October, include a short segment that bumps up the mileage and backs off the intense speed workouts. This will allow your body to get back into balance. Performing intense speed workouts lowers the body's blood pH, a measurement of acidity levels, which can only be sustained for six to eight weeks before staleness and burnout occurs. 
In November and December, begin another six to eight week 5K and 10K racing segment. Turkey trots and jingle bell runs are a great way to test your fitness and a fun activity during the colder months. When 5K focused runners include base building periods and take intensity breaks, you are allowing your body to improve in a balanced way. This helps ensure that you continually improve each year while preventing burnout and overtraining. Now, if you simply love racing as often as possible, that's okay too. Racing can be fun and a great way to connect with your running community. I would still argue that you should have a smart plan for the whole year if you have performance goals as well. Which races are purely for fun and which do you wanna do really well at? If you can prioritize which races mean what to you, you can race almost as much as you like and still ring the PR bell. So if all of this planning sounds overwhelming or intimidating, let's do it together. Join my free live workshop next week on December 1st, 2022 at 4 p.m. Eastern or catch the replay if you can't make it. RSVP and get all the details at theplantedrunner.com slash year and make 2023 your best running year yet. And now it's time for this week's Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. I can't think of a better topic on this Thanksgiving day than gratitude. So often in our running, we get frustrated that we're not fast enough or strong enough or improving quickly enough. If you've been running a long time, you can get down on the fact that maybe you're not as fast as you used to be or it takes you longer to recover now. But if you're healthy enough to be able to run at any pace or any distance, you have a precious gift that can be taken away from you at any time. So when you feel the struggle on a run, a run that you had the choice to do or not, say thank you. Thank you legs for moving me forward, even when it hurts. Thank you lungs for powering this run, even though I'm out of breath. And thank you mind for making my incredible body get out for this run even when I didn't want to. Thank you can be a powerful mantra whenever a run gets hard. And thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Planted Runner. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a nice comment on YouTube for your chance to win one of the five custom training plans I'm giving away next week. Another free and massively impactful way to keep this show going is to review on Apple Podcasts and rate on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. The Planted Runner is still 100% runner supported, so downloading, subscribing, and sharing the show with all your running friends is the best way to keep it that way. Have a great run today. There is no hood like parenthood. When you meet a fellow parent, you just kind of get each other on a whole nother level. Hi, I'm Kanika Chanda Gupta. I'm a former CNN journalist, mom of three, including twins, and host of That's Total Mom Sense, the podcast. I interview change makers on their life lessons, legacy, and superpower of intuition, AKA their mom sense and dad sense. I've had some pretty amazing parents on my show. Hey, what's up? I'm Kelly Rowland. Hi, this is Chelsea Clinton. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. 
Episodes release every Thursday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Join my tribe at thatstotalmomsense.com and follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chanda Gupta. I'm thrilled to be on this journey with you.